You are listening to Fika with Vicky on United Public Radio, 107.7 and 105.3 from New Orleans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fika. Our returning guest today is Mitch Markowitz, co-creator and co-star of The Hilarious House of Frightenstein. But before we bring Mitch on, we're trying something new on Fika with Vicky this week. We are having a guest co-host, Dave Benison. Last time Mitch was with us, the comment section got a little crazy. And I realized that I might need some help this time because it's difficult to sort through the comments and to keep up a conversation at the same time. So definitely, if you're out there, anywhere there's a chat, send in your highs, your greetings, your comments, your questions. I'll be there for you today. Aside from being an eager member of the Hilarious House of Frightenstein fandom, Dave is a good, as Mitch pointed out last time he was visiting, a good friend of Mr. Merkowitz. He is also the solar, solo force behind Historical Niagara, a Facebook page that highlights historical events and sites from Niagara, Ontario. The former host of the Long Story Short show, whose title was inspired by Mitch, co-owner of Stick to the Story, and a man of many characters and hats, some of which are need-to-know bases only. He's also been a transport driver with Challenger Motor Freight for 30 years. Welcome to the team, Dave. And behave. You can't hear me. Okay. Um. Why? I don't know. I can hear you upstairs, but I can't hear. Can you hear me? I can hear you. That's now, weird. can you hear me now? No. Okay. When you kicked me out, it went silent. Okay. Um, there is never a dull moment in live radio. Okay. Check down. Check. Okay. Robin is here. Robin, if you can hear me. Let me know. Mitch, if you can hear me, wave. <laughs> I've got to make sure this is not... Okay, Mitch can hear me, so it's a Dave problem. Here, let me see. Okay, make sure that your all your little things are working. Yes, Robin also can hear yeah. me, so it's a Dave problem. Okay, you're not being very helpful, Dave. I can say that <laughs> because you can't hear me. Oh my gosh, the power I have! <laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's weird. Why, why? Okay. Check your headphones. Try with the headphones. Yep. Instead of the earbuds. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm back. Okay. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. I just said lovely things about you, but. Um, oh, now you got to say them all again. No, I don't. Okay. Maybe I did that on <laughs> purpose. Now, now, <laughs> now that I've introduced the less than helpful Mr. Venison. <laughs> <laughs> With no further ado, our guest today, adieu. Mr. Mitch, adieu. Our guest today, Mr. Mitch Markowitz, who is not in front of one of those 
fake backgrounds. He's in Hollywood and he's making all of us who have snow today jealous <laughs> by sitting in front of the ocean. Welcome to Fika, Mitch. Well, thank you, Vicki. And Dave, good to see you again. Nice to see and, you. Hey, uh, wait a minute, Mitch. Yeah. Did I just see a dolphin behind you? Oh, yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> as long as it's not a shark. And by yeah. the way, Vicki, you are 100% right. And the reason I'm making you suffer through all the other ambient noise behind me, they're, they're, make, they're enlarging the beaches up and down Hollywood. So um, they're bringing in tons and tons of sand every five minutes. They've got three trucks going back and forth with the sand from where they drop it. And they've got a huge blade on a, on a caterpillar here who's pushing it all out into the ocean. And all that creates a whole lot of noise. Is but it I is it happening? Oh, is it happening right now? Yeah. I'm not hearing it. Oh, well, that's good. That's why I'm wearing Robin's earbuds. So um, <laughs> it, I, maybe it cuts out the noise behind me. And that makes that's great. Now, if I can just open by saying one thing. You mentioned the name Hilarious House of Frankenstein a few times in the past few minutes. And just for the edification of your public, which I understand these days is up around 32 million people. <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe that was 32 million households. So maybe it's 60 million people. All I know is you got a whole lot of shaking going on out there in the world. And um, for their clarification, the Hilarious House of Frankenstein is a television series my brother and I produced in 1971. And it was themed to be a pseudo horror kids TV show. Pseudo meaning it's not really horror and it's not really scary, but it's it would be scary for a five-year-old or a six-year-old. Lots of kids tell me when, well, not kids anymore, now they're 50 years old, but lots of kids I meet at Comic-Cons and things. And Vicki, you would know this because you were terrific playing, what should I say, defense or something for me in the, <laughs> at London, Ontario Comic-Con. You made sure everybody got in line, stayed in line, didn't say anything until it was their turn up. And um, I owe you a debt of gratitude for that. Anyway. Oh, it was, it was want, enjoyable. I just want everybody to know what Hilarious House of Frankenstein is. Mitch. And how, yeah. If you're going to do an opening, you got to start it with another lovely day begins with ghosts and ghouls with greenish skin. So close your eyes and you will find that you've arrived at Frankenstein here live with Mitch Markowitz. Oh my God, you, you nailed it, Dave. You got it down. <laughs> now I must say, I don't want to hurt your feelings, man, but we went out of our way and paid a whole bunch of money to get Vincent Price, who was the most important person in the horror genre in 1970, 1971. So we brought him in to be the host of the show and the interlocutor, he would introduce the various characters that the star of the show, Billy Van, played uh, nine different characters and, and Vincent introduced each one of those episodes. Okay, your turn, Vicky. Oh, <laughs> no, I, Dave's supposed to be doing most of the talking. Well, I'm, I'm taking care of the commenters here, but um, I just wanted to say that Robin says, wow, good morning, Mitch. I think the wow has to do with your background scenery. 
And well, I wanted to say thank you, Robin, for being there. <laughs> when I needed to know if I was being heard or not. I oh, is that Robin? Mrs. Robin? Robin? No, no, this is Robin Sims. Oh, oh we okay. Have, we both have a Robin. <laughs> <laughs> we all have, well, he's not, I don't get to keep him. I mean, on for the show, I don't think. <laughs> Well, I'm going to come back to something Mitch, I wanted to come back to something Mitch mentioned, sort of to put this to rest a bit. You talked about uh, Vincent Price, and what was the exact kind of time you guys had him? Because I I hear different people talking about it, but there was, how long did you guys actually film with them? What's the definitive version? You know, Dave, I got to tell you something very funny, because you're just like the guy who ran CHCH TV in Hamilton, oh, yeah. Ontario. That's who we shot it for because he could never understand that the days of film are long gone and we had moved, the industry had moved over to videotape. But every time, once in a blue moon, he'd stop by the studio and say, How's the filming going? <laughs> and <laughs> my, my brother and I didn't want to pay him any disrespect. We just said, Oh, it's going, it's going great, SJ. But the truth is, it, it is. It was videotape. Now, of course, videotapes in ancient history and everything is digital. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll answer your question, Dave. We originally told him we needed him for two days and we would get him in and out of, of the city of, of Canada, uh, we're in Hamilton, where we were shooting. We'd yeah. get him in and out in two days, get all his parts done. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. And if you like, uh, we can move down the road a little bit and I'll explain why. But the bottom line is he was in town for four days, not two. Right, and he right. was such a nice guy that he didn't charge us extra for the other two days. We, we paid him what we said we would pay him. Lots of other people would have said, I think it was 13000 they gave him for the two days. Which right. was a lot of money back then. And... Um, and um, a lot of other people would have said, okay, I'll stay for the other two days. Now it's $26,000, but that wasn't the case. Good guy. Yeah, and you guys shot like, well, you did 130 episodes, and then how many spots did he shoot per episode? You must have shot four or 500 segments in four days, right? Yes, actually, you're right on. You nailed it again. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I'm amazing. Never gonna, I'm never going to play darts with you. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I, I had to brush up, so I was watching some uh, episodes this morning on Tubi. <laughs> so, <laughs> I see you did some brushing up on your face. You, you somehow you brushed too hard, and the whole beard is gone. Santa <laughs> <laughs> never tells, Mitt. <laughs> okay, I just want to, I just want to say that Piccolo thirty-five says she has says they have such fond memories watching with my grandpa so you've you've been a part of a lot of people's piccolo? lives piccola i i don't i i don't know there was there isn't a actually a name well, piccola let me just tell you this from the bottom of my heart i mean it you're my first piccola <laughs> You know what would be interesting? Uh, one thing, if people are messaging in and watching, tell us where you watched it from, too. Be interesting be interesting to find out where Piccola actually lived, because this show wasn't just in Canada. It was U.S. and worldwide. So it would be interesting yeah. to hear where people are 
uh, actually watch this when they were younger, or even I, now. I think Dave, I, what would be even more interesting is if Pika decided to change her name, even temporarily, and <laughs> and make her her last name Lot L O T. First of all, Piccola could be a last name. We don't know if Piccola is a she or a he or a them. There's a lovely picture of a dog, but we're just jumping to conclusions because of the well, I'm name. I'm so happy she, she reached out to us. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and for commenting. Thank you for joining us. But I got to say this. Piccola makes me want to think of Ricola. <laughs> There's a free plug for them. Okay, buddy. David. <laughs> yes. Maybe if you just move the camera a little bit, we could see your whole head. It's a little. Oh, there we go. Sure. Okay, lovely. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was a new haircut. Boom. That's right. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fryer talk. <laughs> okay, let's stop fooling around. Let's get some more comments right. out there. All right. Some <laughs> more comments. Um. Okay, so it's Brit and. Okay, so let's let's <laughs> we're still okay. Piccolo thirty five. It's Brit, the name, and it's amazing to be here. Just means petite in Italian. And they watch from Toronto. Her and her oh, grandpa actually, watch yeah. from Toronto. Okay. And and the question is. Uh, th that wasn't a question. It was just you were like, you were like, where did you watch from? And, and, oh, and isn't that nice? well, again, thank you for, thank you. And for Brit calling. said from Toronto. Um, and that Piccola is not the name Brit is. Piccola means petite in Italian. Yeah. So we all learned something today. Okay, Robin. <laughs> Robin would like to know how did you and Mitch meet Dave? Love to hear the story. Uh, well, did, do you want to tell this one, Mitch? Okay. Vicky, who would you like to tell me this, the answer? <laughs> Whoever can do it in, in, in the most sensible manner. <laughs> I'll do it, because Dave and I both know exactly the same story, word yep. for word. But I was playing at a show. I don't remember where it was, but exactly what city it was in. But it I was, was Niagara Falls. Pardon me? It was Niagara Falls, wasn't it? That's what I said. I was playing. I was doing an appearance yeah. at, uh, uh, excuse me, a Comic Con in Niagara Falls, and um, you know, usually they have all the celebrities in one line. Like, let's say, there's a, a 50, 60 foot table, and all the celebrities sit behind that, and the people who want autographs or whatever come up to us at the table. And um, at one point, I took a break. And I walked around to see what else was going on, especially the vendors say hello and then say, you know, tell them who I am and everything. And generally speaking, they always say, yeah, we know who you are. Your picture's on the poster. <laughs> Your picture's on the book that they give away when you come in the front door. Anyway, I walked around, said hello to a bunch of people. And then I got over to a, a table with this weird looking guy, man. He had long hair and a big bushy beard. and. He was surrounded with wood chips and stuff. Anyway, his <laughs> product was um, hand-carved canes and, and pointers and, and all kind of really cool, great art. I call it wood art. And um, I, I picked around. I, I finally saw one uh, uh, hand, uh, uh, not a hand stick, what do you call it? Like a cane, a walking cane, stick. Yeah. I, I, saw, I finally saw a great one. I think it was a dragon head. On the, the dragon, top. yeah. Yep. The dragon. 
And I just loved that thing, man. I just, I knew I had to take that home. So I said, I, I'd like to buy this, sir. And I forget exactly <laughs> what his words were, but I think it was something like, I forget. Anyway, we did the transaction and um, if it was indeed a transaction, and he said, by the way, you're the first celebrity I've ever sold something to. Yeah. And so even if he offered to give it to me, I would have said, no, I'm sorry, I want to pay so I can keep that, that honor of being the first celebrity that bought something from you. So, and from there, it went downhill. No, I'm just kidding. It went uphill <laughs> because he's now sold uh, walking sticks and, and those wooden pointers and all the other things that he creates to the who's who of the entertainment industry. I mean, I'm sure he can ramble off a bunch of names, but some of them worked with William Shatner in, in a funny shaped airship. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's how we met. And like I said, he went he went he skyrocketed from there and he's got celebrities coming out of his ears. They write him from Hollywood and New York and this and that and say, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Unfortunately, he got very busy since then. And now he's focusing his time on his full time job and his new part time job, whereas he plays Santa Claus. And uh, uh, honest to God, I gotta tell you, it, it isn't like he's playing Santa Claus. He is no. Santa Claus for those four or five, six hours a day, especially when he goes to seniors' residences and hospitals and all those other heartwarming things that he does. Okay, enough syrup. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, you, you read on the mic. I'm just going to say, if I wasn't already married to you, Mitch would have me walking to <laughs> Well, one of the things is, when I met Mitch, you know, he was so gracious at the time. And uh, I was a big fan back then of, you know, me and my wife have both been fans of Hilarious House of Frankenstein, you know, ever since I was, you know, eight, nine, ten years old in the, you know, uh, uh, late seventies, early eighties. And, uh, so to meet somebody from the show, it was, it was, that was sort of my first, uh, what would you say? Celebrity encounter. And yeah. He was it, very excited when he came home. Yeah. And then yeah, I was very jealous. <laughs> Someone has to stay home and take care of the dog. And But that's and, how it started. And then me and Mitch just, uh, we started corresponding and talking more. And the next thing you know, we became, you know, it's been 10 plus years now. Hard to believe that. So, but yeah. 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 Not just so, it's been that long as good friends of the family. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a Mitch yeah. is like family to us. Yeah. By the way, him and Rob, everybody's yeah. clarification when you said you grew up watching the show. That makes me sound and feel very old, but I am, I am. Don't let the dark hair fool you. Yeah, but you, when you were on the show as Super Hippie, you were pretty young then. So You were just a baby. You were the baby, yeah. It's true, it's true. It's funny, I was watching an episode today. It was actually uh, episode 20, and it had Super Hippie in it. And you were doing this thing where... I, and I know how you guys filmed it and stuff. It's interesting how you filmed your part, but you're doing this windmill thing like this. And I'm going, I wonder if he could do that today. So it was the funniest thing seeing you doing this, this windmill thing. And it, you said something like uh, hilarious house. I can even quote it. Hilarious house will be back whenever they feel like it. 
bah, bah. that was the that was his thing so always loved the card super happy on there throwing those little chimes in there so well, thank you yeah do we have any more questions Vic? yes if you would let me <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have time to focus on the questions now, and I don't have time to say them. Okay, <laughs> so give us a couple questions, and then we'll go into some other stuff. I just yeah. want to say that Robin said it was a great story, and thank you for sharing it. Thank you, Robin. I'm going to say, Ed, Ed asked Mitch, asked Mitch about Billy Van's induction and being at the yeah. Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame Festival in Hamilton. That was on the list, Ed, so we'll push it. We'll push it now. We'll do it now. Yeah, let's so, do it now. Yeah. So, Mitch, sure. what about Billy Van's induction in the Canadian sure. Comedy Hall of Fame? Oh, we lost him. Is Billy he back? Oh, yeah, he's back. Yeah. Okay, okay, Mitch, we lost you for a couple minutes. You disappeared. Like seconds, magic. yeah. So, Am a couple seconds. So, yeah, yeah just start back. the story at the beginning. Just start. Okay. Uh, yeah, so to talk about the um, Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame, this is a, a very heartwarming scenario for me because Billy spent his entire life in the entertainment industry, right back to early days when it was still kind of, he did sort of kind of a, a vaudeville act with his brothers, had, had a band with his brothers, had another band with his brothers. He, he's, he's been around the industry, for, he had been around the industry for a very, very long time and, and made it to the big time. He was a, a regular guest on the Sonny and Cher show. And they worked on the Hudson Brothers show. Anyway, to make a long story short, the only award he ever received was a, um, oh, I forgot what that particular award is called, but it was for a commercial he did. He did a lot of beer commercials for a certain beer company that should remain nameless. And um, unless they pay you something, Vicky. Um, <laughs> I was going to add that. So, but... <laughs> it's, so, it's so it's such a great honor the fact that he was nominated, he was selected to, for nomination. So he was nominated to be inducted into the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. And then as soon as I saw that, first of all, I got in touch with the executive director of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame, a chap named Tim Progosh. And um, I just wanted verification. I was so excited about it. He said, Yes, we're, we're, we're excited to have Billy nominated, and we chatted and became friends since then. So what I did is I just went to work immediately and reached out to all of my followers on Twitter, all of the Hilarious House of Frankenstein fans on Twitter and Facebook, and my good friends like your husband, Mr. Benison over there, he jumped in and, and retweeted my stuff and re, reposted it on his. Yeah, we posted um, on, on Facebook, yeah. yeah. Facebook and, and, and up to the Frankenstein um, Facebook page. And bottom line is, I just told everybody that if anybody deserves this nomination and then hopefully an induction, it's Billy Van. And I, I made, I said that message lots of times over a three-week yeah. period can i mention so something here real quick mitch sure sure oh yeah i just wanted to say to ed the one that message did he actually played a big part too in pushing this through so we got to give him a lot of credit too for helping out getting billy in right accidentally thumb two thumbs up 
And so, speaking um, of yeah. Ed, <laughs> yeah. he's being uh, helpful by saying that it was the Clio Award for the beer ads that Billy won. Right. That's the Award. Award. Thank you. And this Ed, the secret Ed we're talking about, it, sounded, it could be a horse, but it isn't. <laughs> Anybody remember that TV show, Ed the Horse? The talk? Ed, anyway, no. Ed is one of my dear yes. friends, Ed Mattingly. We met, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 years ago. He is a, a, a super fan. And I don't mean he's a fan yeah. of super hippie. I just mean that the magnitude of his fandom when it comes to hilarious and the frightened side. You see I, what I'm I, wearing, Mitch? Wait a minute, wait till this, this tractor goes by. It must be getting <laughs> louder for you too. <laughs> um, yeah, I can hear it, yeah. I, actually, I'll, I'll show you what it looks like. That's, that's the tractor. We're live in Hollywood with Mitch. All I'm seeing is beach and warmth, okay? <laughs> All I'm seeing is Mitch wants to drive that tractor. <laughs> anyway, the, the, an, an indication of the magnitude of Ed Mattingly's um, depth of knowledge when it comes to hilarious sense of frightened side. Quite often, I call him or email him and ask him questions of things that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. And he remembers everything. So he's he's a dear friend. That's it. I'm uh, actually wearing an Ed Mattingly uh, shirt here right now. Well, actually, he has all kind of Frankenstein swag. Yep. He's got swag, yep. and hats and uh, 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 puzzles and all kinds of things. And I'm sure Vicky can post his email. Address I was going to say so. When we finish. Ed, if if you have a specific place you want people to message you for the merch, um, just give me a shout or tomorrow I'll be putting a thank you up for Mitch on Facebook. So you can put it underneath there uh, at Vic Fika with yeah. Vicky we'll or, or send that. me a message. I won't mention the fact that his email address E E Z cuts K U T Z yeah. at hotmail.com. I'm not going to mention yeah. that. Hey, uh, so coming, coming back to here. No, I want to come back to the Billy Van uh, induction there. So yes. can you tell us yeah. Mitch where, this actually happened and and about the canadian the the hall of fame where it's happening and when this induction is going to take place okay i will absolutely do that we just watched the emmy awards recently here in florida and um most of the almost all of the award nights are at night they're, they're one one day event this particular case what they're doing this year is there and, and perhaps in the future as well in festivals, okay. like a film festival. So in, in this case, it's going from the, I think it's the 20th or 21st of February through 21st. to the 25th, I think it is. Now you can, they, folks can check that out. Just go to the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame website and they'll give you all the information. Our induction, oh, by the way, subsequent to him being nominated, me giving as big a push and as constant a push as I could to get fans out there. You know, I said, if you love, if you love Billy Van, you can show your appreciation by just going out there and, and voting. And um, so lots of people did vote. And the bottom line is he was selected or voted in, in the top, I think top five of a whole slew of nominees and he's in there and, with the big boys. He's in there with Martin Short and, and uh, Jim Carrey and, and uh, Steve Smith from um, Red Green Show and 
uh, Eugene Levy. I mean, who doesn't know all about? And yeah, a lot of the cast from SCTV. Yeah, right. And, and he was also the star in the, one of the producers of, of Ant Creek. Oh, maybe I can say it. <laughs> I don't think no, it's what it, you it, can it's, say it. Yeah. It's, it's name, but it's spelled differently, so it's um, Shit's Creek. It, I'll say it. So if someone gets in it, trouble, it's, it's internationally me. famous, and um, so if they can say it, we can say it. Vicky, anyway, you're such so a potty mouth. <laughs> anyway, he was selected to be inducted posthumously. Obviously, Benny's passed away about almost two decades ago. Um, so he's going to be inducted on the twenty third. And I'm going to go up uh, to the podium or the stage or whatever. Yeah, I was going to ask, is there a ceremony for this? Oh, yeah. And yeah. not only is there a ceremony, it's a, they're videotaping, not filming, Dave. They're, <laughs> they're videotaping. <laughs> Back in my day. Over the whole four days, they're videotaping everything. And I guess what they'll do is edit it all down to be a film. And who knows, maybe not soon thereafter, it'll be streaming on, on at least, uh, if not right. any streaming services. So I, I'm, we're in the 23rd. I'm going to go up and accept the award with Billy Van's daughter. Her name is Tracy. So I'm honored to do that, to go up and, and accept it with Tracy and um, say a couple of words about Billy. And, and, uh, and this will be taking place in Hamilton? Yeah. Uh, well, at yeah, Hamilton Convention Center. Oh, the Convention Center. Places, yeah. But ours is, is, I believe, at the, in, in the convention center but again it's all available on their and on their website they, they or any of their social media yeah yeah, yeah. Right. um so for i wanted to say uh, my co-host is taking over <laughs> when doesn't he <laughs> what do you need to do <laughs> which one like the one in your left ear or the one in your right ear <laughs> <laughs> no for for those who as you pointed out billy van did not all get the recognition that he deserved yeah. while he was here and he was an integral part of the hilarious house of frankenstein and yeah. some people out there may not understand why i'm saying that so can you give us a little uh, those who may not know an idea of why billy was so important to that show well, I, i'm missing the last two words why billy was so what important to hilarious house of frankenstein why fans of yeah. the show are, are. Absolutely, yeah, no problem. Billy, by the way, just to, not to clarify it, but to make it abundantly clear, Billy was not so important to the series. Billy was the series. <laughs> the series. Yes. <laughs> Billy played nine different characters, and you could never, I, I, I guarantee you, you could line up 20 people, and they could look at each of the different characters. They would never, ever know it's the same guy playing all those characters because he wore tons of prosthetic pieces on his face. The wardrobe was great. He looked like a different person in every, in every character. And that's the way it was supposed to be. By the way, we didn't hire Billy to play nine different characters. But it just seemed to work out that way. Every time we had another idea, oh, that tractor is going back. Yeah, again. you can hear that tractor. That's <laughs> yeah, going leveling the sand because the trucks are kind of crawling over a little bit because they're digging their own trenches out there with a, a heavy load like that i think mitch there. you should you should go outside and go listen i'm doing a show do you know who i am <laughs> <laughs> let me buy me and buy me in a minute or two that's right you guys can enjoy the video even if not the audio <laughs> 
Okay, for those that are just listening, Mitch is now showing us while he's doing that. Well, we were in the middle of discussing. um, As a child watching, I was not aware that these were different people. Most definitely, you know, I I was. He's he's almost past me now, so we can go back. So we we hired Billy to play the count. And there's a long story there too. But if I gave you all my long stories, you'd have to have me back 20 times. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we got we till seven them. o'clock apparently tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so we, 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 actually, you don't have to hire me back. Let's just keep, keep rolling. And we end up with 20 shows. That's right. So, anyway, we, we hired Billy Ben to play the count. And we weren't even sure about that, but we told him how we envisioned it. And he just did one of these that, you know, impersonated, like rich little people like that do. He turned around, turned back around a second later, and he just did one of these. Eeyore, get the door. So you're, you're the count. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then as things progressed, we kept coming up with new ideas. Believe it or not, it wasn't all pre-planned. Like we had an idea. You know, so we, so we Mitch... Mitch, initially you guys were going to hire different people for these characters, or did they develop after no. the Billy Band thing? No, they, they didn't exist until... Right, so he, he basically developed them as you guys got him on, right? Yeah, like we, he came up to the office one day to visit us, or whatever, dropped something off, and he said, what's going on, man? What are you guys up to? And we said, well, uh, he came from the music industry. Like I said, he was a singer for a long time. That's where the man came from. What are you doing, man? What's going on? And um, we said, you know what? We were thinking maybe we'd do, we'd do a new character, like like a Wolfman kind of character, like a cross between Wolfman Jack, who was a very, very famous dish jockey back then, and um, and the Wolfman from all the old Universal scary movies, Lon Chaney, somebody in the middle. And he said, oh, yeah? Turned around, turned back around one second later and said, I am the wolf man. He nailed it instantly. We said, okay, Billy, you're now the wolf man too. And then it just kept, it kept going. We thought another point that, you know what? It would be fun to have in the castle, Castle Frankenstein. It'd be fun to have a witch. Yeah. And uh, like a female witch. And this was before the days of diversification where you had to have black people and white people and oriental people and female people and, little people and big people. Uh, we just thought it'd be fun to have a witch. And again, he, we ran them somewhere. Anyway, we told him and he said, um, let me do it, man. I can do it. And my brother at that point was doing another, producing another show called Party Game. It was a charade show. Yeah. It had been on for like 10 years. Very successful show. And Billy Van was the whole, on the home team on that show. Very, very funny cat. And um, when he said he wanted to do it, my brother just looked at him and said, Billy, you're already doing five episodes a day we're taping of Cardigan. You're flying down every Wednesday to do the Sunny and Cher show in Hollywood. Like, there's not enough of you left to, to go around. So he <laughs> said, I can do it, man. I can do it. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Then he, then he decided we had a receptionist, uh, actually a secretary at the time, named Norman. And Norman wasn't too happy being Norman. He wanted to do one of those changes. 
And uh, sure enough, he, he was sort of halfway through, and he walked very sexy around the office. And we used to make fun, not make fun, but make fun with him. And we would refer to him as Norma Jean, the sex machine. And every once in a while, when something crazy happened in the office, he, or I guess she was she at that point, she would go, woo, like that. That's just like funny, I don't know where. And Billy saw her do that one day, and he said, holy, <laughs> that's the way I'm going to play Griselda. So if you know the show, every time she was cooking something or whatever, and she did something crazy, she would go, woo, like that. Yeah. Just like a throwaway thing. Now you know where he got it. And, and of course, a lot of the stuff he did, he ad-libbed quite a bit. Like you guys wrote him stuff, but he, it was funny. Cause there again, when you go back and sort of dissect the episodes, you know, from not being a kid and there again, I watched an episode today and you can tell right mid thought he changed something and it came out and it, it was actually kind of brilliant what he did. And uh, I always liked that because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what you guys did. You just sort of let him run with it sometimes, right? Well, yes. And it was not by choice. It's just that. Yeah, he just did point, it. <laughs> we had given a delivery date, but I think we said, we'll get you the show so you can start airing them on October, I think, 11th or 15th. Of course, Ed would know exactly what day. We started yeah. to air the show in 1971. And um, we only had nine months to shoot, uh, create all the sets, every, write it, everything. So um, we had no choice. When he, we started shooting one day, five or 10 minutes in, he said, man, this stuff you've written for me isn't funny. I, I can't do it. So we said, okay, we had a suggestion. He said, let me just run with it. I'll take the premise or the concept from the cue cards and then I'll just run with it and run with it. He did. And the yeah, rest is yeah. history. And you can see it, especially now, like you didn't notice it when you were a kid, but now watching it, you notice those changes and, and it's brilliant when you see it happen. Like it's kind of like a little, I always call it a little gem every time I watch the episodes and pick that up. So yeah. it, it's, it's pretty interesting, but there is one thing though, it went watching the shows and I, when I was a kid and a lot of people might feel this way, I loved Billy, but I would get so mad at the count for the way he treated Igor. Cause he was, <laughs> he was so mean to Igor. And it, like, even today I was watching and going, Igor, just go over and slap the count. Like he just made the belt in the face. Like he's so mean to you. And when you were a kid, like you were like, man, why is he so mean to Igor all the time? And I see that now it's kind of, it's fun. Now you see what he was doing, but when you were a kid, that was a whole different ball game. Right. I feel oh, really? that Igor was was the person that kids could identify with because really? the sloth wouldn't have let him have a pet. The cat was bossing him around all the time. Like this is the seventies. We were the world was possibly not so careful about its parenting choices <laughs> and the way it talked to children. So that's that's how I mean I Igor. Yes, you have to love Igor, and I just I I get mad at the sloth because. You know, there, there are so many things that you, can't, you we could do then that you can't do now. As an example, oh, yeah. I, did, I, I did a contract a couple of years ago, a few years ago, with a, a Toronto, Canadian-based, actually Toronto-based company called Head Spinner Productions. And they wanted to do an animated version of Players of Surprise Design. And we chatted for this and that and blah, blah, blah. 
and long story short, I agreed and licensed them to do it. And uh, I, I learned a lot from them because they were saying as things progressed and they were shooting their, their animated series, they would say, you know, the things you could do, we can't do. Like, for example, we can't have the Count in our show. Uh, uh, we can't have Igor refer to the Count as master. That's a word you can't right, use anymore. Right. You, you can say boss, you can say chief, you can say anything you want, but you can't say master. I, and I, you can't have an, a complete, you can't have a cast of 10 or 15 people that are all men. Can't do that right, anymore. Right. So they made one of their characters. Actually oh, you know what else cast. you can't do anymore, Mitch? No. <laughs> you, can't, you can't use music and, and get away with that. <laughs> what did I say that? That's another. That's another. Industry. That's a whole other ball of. Thinking about that, the other, was thinking about that the other day. That's the was that, I'll do with National Enquirer, not with. That's <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, this is. I was thinking about that by, the other by day. The way, I was. By the way, Vic, just before you move on. Yeah. I'll just answer. I'll finish real quickly. Uh, yeah. They, they said we have to. Not we have to, but we're going to use females in our in our cast. As yeah. Well. Yeah. So the Wolfman is now Wolfie, and she's Wolfie, a female. Yeah. They, they did a really good job. The show was called The Happy I was, I was, House of Frankenstein. Yeah, that's where I was going with the... I was thinking about the fact that you couldn't do Hilarious House of Frankenstein now. No way. Yeah. No how. And we have um, to say, too, uh, Happy House has won a bunch of awards, wait, wait, wait. too, which is great to hear. So yeah. a, bunch, a bunch of awards. We're very proud yeah. of that. And it's available on... on the Family Channel Junior and the yeah. Family Channel Junior YouTube. And they've got a bunch of episodes up there and I guess they'll probably be shooting some more soon. But they did a really good job with it. And yeah. you know, my, my, my niece is a teacher and she told me that she told her class one day, she played an episode on the video thing, whatever, in her, in her room, school room. And she told them she wants them all to write their thoughts about the show. And they were the sweetest, they handed in their papers. They were the sweetest things. They all loved the show. And um, they're about the same age as the demographic we were aiming for, which is between four and seven. And they all drew pictures of the character they liked the best. Very, very touching. And uh, and all their grandparents and parents watched the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted you, Becky. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, other people have no problem with that. <laughs> Now, before we do, you have any more questions there, Mark? Can I just finish my sentence first, and then I'm going to get to Robin, who has been waiting patiently. Okay. I was like, going to say, just flew by like a helicopter. They go by all the time <laughs> on the coast. But what I was going to say is, even though Hilarious couldn't be done today it inspired this lovely show i've watched it and this this lovely show that is inspiring a whole gener another generation so of of kids so you don't just get rid of everything there's there's an idea can be evolved into something else okay first you know of what all, i love about this vic is your show today is kind of like a hilarious house episode. It's over here. It's over there. It's down here. It's over here. Wait the a minute. Show, there's the Wolfman. The show is quite often like that without your help, Mr. Benison. Okay. The ever patient Robin <laughs> would like to know, um, you're on trial. Remember that? <laughs> Did Mitch play the, the mosquito as well? 
as superheroes. You know, you know, whenever I do Comic Cons or other live uh, events or festivals or things like that, that's one of the questions everybody asks me. And I, I, my standard answer is, I, I don't remember. I, 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 drugs may have been involved, and um, <laughs> that remember these were these were the hippie days, the late sixties, early seventies, and um, but they tell me I was. Whether that's accurate or not, only Ed Mattingly knows. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say when we say the early seventies, I have that it was September fourth, nineteen seventy one. Some nineteen seventy one was the first. Um, time it aired on CHCH. Only Ed, only Ed Mattingly can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so that's. Remember what Mitch <laughs> said? There might have been drugs involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was young back then. <laughs> <laughs> very, very young. Um, and I learned from I will, I learned from Professor Julia Sumner Miller, who played the professor on our show, to experiment a little bit. <laughs> Mitch got on the bus, the I don't bus. I think that's what Professor Sumner meant. <laughs> okay, Robin also wants to know. He was wondering who created the puppet characters. Was it Joe no, Torbay no, himself? Mind, I'm going to move inside because these trucks okay. went back and forth with the sand <laughs> and, the, and the caterpillar and the helicopters. It, it, it's enough to make me crazy. They're, they're, the copters are there looking on you, Mitch. So no, they go up and down the, the up and down. Oh, there the we go. Now he sounds good. So um, um, they 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 just cover the beaches. There are lifeguards everywhere, of course, but yeah. they go up and down constantly. Whew. Isn't there? That, that sounds good. <laughs> yep. Okay, so who created the puppet puppet characters? Was it Joe Torbay himself? And that would be no. Walt. Wait, wait, make that into two sentences. Was that Joe? Who, yeah. The answer is yes. Did he do it by himself? No. Joe had worked with my brother. My brother, by the way, is, was seven years older than me back then. He still is, actually. And um, he had done another kid show before Hilarious House of Frankenstein. It was called The Randy Dandy Show. His name back then, his stage name was Randy Martin. And the show was called The Randy Dandy Show. And he hooked up somehow with Joe, Joe Torbay, and Joe did a bunch of puppet characters for that show. So when we did Frankenstein after the Randy Dandy show, it was a natural. Puppets are always a natural, A, because kids love them, B, because you don't have to pay them, uh, <laughs> C, they don't have to join the union. Yeah. It all worked out well for everybody. So we, we created the characters and we paid to have them ma manufactured created and joe was underneath something at all times operating the head and the hand and all those other things he was a very creative guy and, and he ad-libbed as well everybody we all had lived on that show yeah i think there was two puppets time. two puppets you guys had grammar slammer and the postmaster right there was harvey yeah, wallbanger no. or harvey wallbanger yeah and and grunk yeah grunk yeah the grunk yeah. yes okay distinguished monster <laughs> i'm trying to read it phonetically um sorry came in late just wanted to confirm if the blu-ray project is dead for hilarious house of frankenstein nothing's ever dead 
the, the, the deal we had with the original company, the people in LA, that's dead. Uh, uh, they just didn't realize how much work was going to be involved because as your, your husband over there mentioned, opening that can of worms, um, <laughs> the, 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 the original- Did I do that? that? <laughs> the, the original tapes that we sent them, all 130 episodes electronically, of course, not by mail, um, they contained music that my brother had forgotten to clear the rights on back then. <laughs> And, and he thought I was supposed to clear the rights back then. So nobody cleared the rights. Now, it's sort of inured to our benefit because it would have cost a fortune to clear the rights for some of those huge bands that we use, the huge music um, rights. So um, they didn't realize what an undertaking it was going to do to create because they had to edit out all the original music and then put back new music some that's in public domain and you don't have to pay anything for it. We all knew bands and, and they would be happy to write some new music. But, but it, was, it just got very, very, very complicated. And the chap who ran the company, I don't know his name, he should remain nameless. He decided that this would be a good time to retire. Well, that's nice, but we had shook, shaken hands. We had a deal. We got a deposit from them in, in regards to a licensing royalty fee and everything. Long story short, that deal is dead. We're talking to another huge company that we're part of another company that has all kinds of a whole library of horror movies. And they're always out there pitching those horror movies to other broadcasters and streaming services. And they always incorporate us, Frightenstein, into that package. So this is one company in the US that is interested in a bunch of their movies to, to stream them. They're also interested in Frankenstein. They, they wanted to do a deal with me a few years ago, but the, the numbers didn't make sense. And they, 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 are also, they also do Blu-ray packages. So there may still be a Blu-ray set for Hilarious Frankenstein, just not with that original company. Right. What One of the things, too, I think people got to realize is that when you guys did this show back in the 70s, you didn't you guys didn't expect it to become the phenomenon that was so, you know, the, the, you didn't really think too much. Well, it's not going to go that far. Nobody's going to really pay that much of attention like some people will. But it blew up. And, and that's where all of a sudden people started taking notice. And then the other thing is you guys now you know, Mitch wants to bring these DVDs and Blu-rays if they do, but they want to do them right. And in order to do them right is to get that music back. And what people have to realize is that you're literally looking at millions of dollars to get some of these rights and, and cost, cost effectively, it's just got to make sense. And, and you can't fault you, you for, you know what I mean? Not pushing this because it is a big, big undertaking. We got to remember there's 130 different songs almost that that we have that's a lot of music to get get uh, registered to put on I'll a properly dave, made dvd dave i'll tell you a funny anecdote about that dave yeah and vicky um although this is the dave benison show isn't it i'm Thanks beginning to think so i've got to try out some other co-hosts <laughs> um i'll tell you a funny story we were on a on a tour i don't know about four or five years ago i think uh not a tour i should say a cruise um, and it's called, it was called the Soul Train Cruise. Uh, 
And any of your audience out there that's into R&B or blues music or whatever, you'll remember the series called Soul Train. It was on, I think it was on at midnight more every week uh, on Saturday night. And um, anyway, this the Soul Train cruise was nonstop soul music from like 8.30 in the morning. They must have had a dozen band, big, huge bands. The Jackson Brothers were on and the, the Isley Brothers were there and... Um, uh, the Family Stone, not with Sly, but with the Family Stone was there and, and uh, War was there. I mean, huge, huge bands. And the music didn't stop from 8.30 in the morning until midnight, every single day of the cruise. We loved it, we had a great time. So I got friendly with the people in the, the Family Stone, specifically Jerry Martini, who was a co-founder of the band, Sly and the Family Stone, and a sax player and the leader of the band. And he still is a sax player and the leader of the band. And uh, we got quite friendly and chatted all the times and, and stuff like that. And I told him the story about how we had used Sly and the Family Stone, got to get me high uh, as, uh, in, in some of our episodes. And at the point, at, at that point, we thought that the rights were all taken care of by me or my brother, or whatever. Um, and we just laughed about it because this is 50 years ago back then. So then he introduced me to Fun, her name is Fun, P-H-U-N-N-E, Fun Stone, that's Sly's daughter, adult daughter, and she is now co-lead singer in the Family Stone. And I told her the truth as well. I was, I was into fessing up during that cruise and telling the truth, and she just laughed it off too. Again, I don't think she was even born then, but if she was, she was two years old or something. So uh, it was just fun. And I, I also got to be quite friendly with the, the lead guitar player and the leader of the band, War, and we loved that that band. It was so funny because his name, the guitar player was named, I forget his first name, but his last name was Stein. And whenever I'd come up, he would say, oh, look, here we are, two Jews on a cruise. I thought that was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> now, speaking of which, did you finagle a price down so you could get a better rate for the songs? <laughs> I, no. Things like you were right no. when you mentioned it, but things are, are have gotten much more complicated. The publishers, the publishers are they just re hold on to their rights? Like you know, it's not even the musicians or the writers; it's the publishers themselves. Guys, let me take ten seconds. I'm just going to get my charger because I'm running low on my battery. One sec. Okay. All right. Um, do you have so, some more questions there, Vic, or some? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, he's also wondering about um the status of the documentary and what's happening with the coffee table book. I would also oh. like to know what's happening with the coffee table book. Um, my just to throw goodness. my <laughs> somebody really has the, all the questions. He knows what he asked. <laughs> he has a mission and he's making it happen. I think. Oh, I think okay. they have a mission and they're making it happen. The mask once again, mask peoples. So, is Mitch writing a book about coffee tables? Um, no, uh, Mitch is, is Mitch has 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 promised me. Oh, there he goes again. <laughs> it may be the end of the show. <laughs> no, I back. I, I plugged me. it in. Wait a minute now. He probably just hit your uh, power off button. Made up the print back on. <laughs> Where's Robin okay, to I fix this? Back. Um, 
No, I, I, I've got you up there. Do you see me? We see you. Okay, okay, we see you. We're here. So, um, we're coming close to. Someone has to keep track of time here. Why? So <laughs> yeah, my battery is keeping track of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, first the documentary. Long story short, she encourages. <laughs> Story short, where have I heard that before? Um, <laughs> From that, you, I get a, I get a dollar every time you say that, Mitch. I'm, geez, that, I'm going to be rich by the end of this show. So that's something like kiss. Keep it simple, yeah, stupid. That's right. Uh, no, the, the documentary. Uh, a real funny anecdote about that. The, the documentarians, my friends Tammy and Morgan, um, have finished all the production. And they are overjoyed with what they've got as far as production was concerned, because tons and tons of fans chimed in and celebrities and all kinds of things. Um, but anyway, they, they finished the production and they've been engrossed in the editing process, which is a horrible job. You know, you got to lock yourself in a little room, no windows, no clocks, no, no nothing. Uh, but anyway, so they, they were absolutely closed as far as content is concerned. And I reached out to them and told them about this Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame induction. And I, I just thought, you might be interested. And they said, oh my God, we've got to tape this. We've got to film it. And um, so I got in touch with the, the head executive, the executive the producer there. And he said, no problem. I told you, we're, we're, we're taping the whole thing. I can give them as many clips in as much as they want and they can use it in the documentary. And then they got back to me and said, you know, we'd like to go and, and tape our own interviews there and things. So long story short, uh, they're going to incorporate some of the induction into the documentary. And when they we finished editing, I didn't put a gun to their head and say, you know, when, give me a date. But I know they both have two full-time jobs. So they're, they're doing this in their spare time. But my guess is sometime in the next few months, they should have it all wrapped up and ready to air. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, and the coffee table book? I haven't started that yet. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, I, got, I got off on a different, uh, different tangent. I, I, I shouldn't talk about this because whenever I talk about something, people expect it to happen. <laughs> but... I, I have uh, done a licensing agreement with a, a publishing firm to do a, create a, a, a comic book series, Hilarious as a Frankenstein comic book series. And the publisher jumped at the opportunity. He was very excited. And he's connected to a distributor that is very okay, just, big time. Just, Mitch, can you just back up a little bit so we can see all of you? We're just getting oh, those. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it's it's for you. You have a oh, lovely okay. nose, but I think people deserve to see the whole face. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You know what? T take that piece out and, and, and put in some pictures of flowers or something. Hey, he's in Hollywood. I didn't see any uh, super hippie. I said, he's down in Hollywood. I didn't see any super hippie residue there, did I? <laughs> so you were you were on the comic book deal in are were we are we talking about that now? No, <laughs> because it, it the earliest anybody will see anything as a result of this. Like we've already written. He asked me if I would write a full page story in each episode, each, uh, you know, each episode of the comic book. And he's called, he wants to call it Mitch's musings. 
and um, I, I agreed to do it. I've already written five for the first five comic books, and we're aiming towards a release sometime around Halloween. And that sounds like a long way away, but it's the not. distributor needs all the product at least, I think it's four or five months prior to when it's going to drop, when it's going to be available to the public. So if, if we wanted to come out sometime in October, go backwards. What is that? September, August, July, June. He, he really has to get the, all the product by May. Well, May is not very far away. And there's, a, there's an artist involved. There's the guy who, did, who does the, the art. That's the artist, sorry. Uh, the guy who writes the copy. Then there's another guy who does special writing in some of the things. There's a whole lot involved. And so, assuming all things go as planned, it will be available sometime in October uh, uh, 2024. Well, I have a saying that most creative endeavors take at least three years from the time you think them up until they come to fruitation and yeah. also for the world to understand mitch is an ideas man okay he gets these ideas he's excited about them he shares about them we all just need to say okay he can't work i do, have to admit, I do like i do like mitch's ideas because i'll just out of the blue get a call from mitch and it'll be like i got this idea <laughs> and, and, and if it isn't something with him, then he's got this idea. I got this idea for you, Dave. And, and, and I always take his advice. So do I always listen to it? Yeah, but I do take it. So. <laughs> oh, boy. It's funny. So we are at the hour mark, um, boys Who and girls. You have a life. <laughs> we can do this again. So look at he is so laid back in Hollywood. Look at that. Well, do we have any more questions or are we pretty no, much we're, done? We're, we're good with the questions. Okay, good. We're good. we're good with the questions here. So it might be so in in um Well just, let's sum it up. Let's sum it up before we go. I just, so I just you wanted me to run the show. I want you to run the show. I wanted you to talk when I was busy with questions. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Give me this time. Oh my God. Okay. The it's been th over 30 years, people. This is just the way it goes. All right. What I want to say for Mitch is that he has a lot going on in his life. He's basically has the stewardship of the hilarious house of Frankenstein, its brand, its image, where it goes, where it grows. How much time does this take from your life? Just, just working out it. the details. All of it. So, so you're not just laying there easing on that beach. You're still working. <laughs> haven't stopped working since I got here. Now, that doesn't mean I, I work where I want to. I spend, as you can tell by looking at the screen, I'm not exactly, you know, uh, one of them white people. <laughs> like, I, 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 I like to work outdoors. So in this, at home in the summer, I work on my own on the deck and get to enjoy the weather. Now that I'm here, I'm, I'm outside a lot, but I'm, all, to quote, your hubby over there i'm always thinking and i'm always writing things down even if it's in the sand i write it down but um no it's uh, my life and i loved your word by the way vicky that's a terrific word stewardship i'm i'm i i always just say i manage the brand but, but it's more than that much, 
No, I, I know, but that sounds a little more elegant, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Although okay, I do got to say more, one. one. Oh wait, there's, oh, you there's got one more question. question. Okay, um, one more, and then I'll. Oh, there's also a comment. Okay, so, um, Mitch, would you ever consider coming to Edmonton Expo? That would be so awesome. You, you are my favorite guy. You and my favorite guy, Jamie Pruden, together. Oh my God! Yeah, it doesn't get better than Jamie Pruden. He is a terrific artist, he, and he's listed on um, Twitter and maybe on on Facebook as J Pruden Art. Um, would I ever consider it? I'd love to. I have a, a huge following in the the middle of the country, you know, whether it's be Edmonton or Winnipeg or Calgary. I hear from people out there all the time. I grew up watching your show and blah, 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 blah. And the secret there is, why don't you guys just reach out to the promoter of shows, comic cons there? It, it would make more sense if they booked a tour, you know, if they did me in Calgary and Edmonton and Winnipeg. And that way I'd be making that trip to, to do three shows as opposed to one. But I'd even consider doing one. And the way to do that is, like I say, just get in touch with the local promoter that does big festivals. I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't do party, uh, birthday parties, but if it was a big enough show and it, there were going to be enough people there, I would be happy to jump up into the sky and put on my super hippie costume and head out there to Canada's middle well, I was going to say, depending on the time of year, I don't see you leaving that beach to go out to Edmonton and Calgary <laughs> in Speaking January. Of which, okay. I got to say, I got to say this, Mitch, you disappointed me today. Because when you came on in Hollywood, I was expecting to see Mitch in his super hippie Speedos. <laughs> by lounging by the pool. Okay, I, I, call, I said he had stewardship of something. I gave him <laughs> dignity. What are you doing, David? I'm throwing it all in the gutter. <laughs> okay, and Brent would like, which looks a lot like deranged, no, distinguished monster. But anyways, just want to say, loves... Hilarious House of Frankenstein. Still has his Hilarious House of Frankenstein postcards. Thanks for all you still do, Mitch. I, I can end that or respond to that with two words. My pleasure. And it was our pleasure. I love the segues. <laughs> and That's it right. was our and pleasure. And we're going to segue because we're going to do something before we go. To have... To, we got to okay. go, and then you can. So we're going to sign off you with just Mitch. In a the segue. It was flowing so smoothly. Dave. I don't see no segue. No Oh, I'd love to see Mitch on a segue. <laughs> if if I was directing your your show, <laughs> I would recommend you get another light so you can illuminate Mr. Benison over there. <laughs> I said to him, you got to check out your lighting, Mitch. And he said, it'll be fine. So you talked. When are you coming I home? Can't, I can't see anything anyway. Oh, I already told me. you. I'm sending him for a sleepover. <laughs> I need a break. Yeah, I'm coming I over. need a break. <laughs> but before we go, Mitch, we got to do this. Ready? Can I say thank sure. you to him first? Say thank you. Okay. Um. Um, it was a pleasure to have you here today. The door is always open now. And thank you for all the information and updating us on Dilly Van and what's happening there. And the hilarious host of Frightenstein world as it is. 
okay, David, go. I don't even know what I'm saying. Wait, wait, well, let me jump in be between yep. you and David. Um, I'm assuming you post my Twitter address uh, uh, somewhere on on the table. Oh yeah, show. yeah, on the on the, and it's also going along the bottom, but it's it's also on right. um, the the. Oh, okay. And the reason I mention that is because everything I do is Frankenstein related, and I post it on Twitter. So if you're interested in what's happening, what's new, what's coming up, or whatever, just follow me at uh, uh, at you know the at sign. I'm like I am TV's super hippie, and you'll know everything I know about Hilarious House of Pride and Time, when this is coming up, when that's coming up, what opportunities are available, and, and all like that. Fantastic. I, I knew you were the same person, Brent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you can get, you can keep up with things that are happening with Mitch and the Hilarious House of Frankenstein. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it yet, um, that's the horror story here. <laughs> that's not a big horror story. It is on Tubi and anywhere else, Mitch, at the moment. Is it still on Crave? Yeah. It's on Tubi. No. It's on Plex, P-L-E-X. Yep, it's Plex. on Amazon Prime. And we're talking to a couple of other major streaming services. So, uh, And it's also on in the UK now. It, it's it's available out there. Just If you're not sure, just go to Google and say, where can I watch? There's such Frankenstein, and yep. they, they can probably tell you. There you go. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Okay? Oh, hold on. Don't get rid of them yet. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Ready. Anyway, I got to say thanks, Mitch. It was really nice seeing you again. Be safe down there in Hollywood. And we're going to end the show with this. The castle lights are growing dim. There's no one left but me and him. When next we meet in Frightenstone, don't. Come alone. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Yeah, blow, out, blow out the candle, Dave. Blow out. <laughs> I blew Mitch out. Okay, that <laughs> was fun. David, if you want to stay, do you want me to take you away too? <laughs> okay, what I have the power. Know? It's not like at home. Okay, before, before I say goodbye. I just wanted to mention that this was episode 53. Tomorrow's the anniversary, first anniversary of FICA. And I want to thank everyone who's listened, all the guests, anyone who's encouraged. Thank you so much. And I will see you all again next week. Until then, may your coffee be hot and your stories sweet. Just like me. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Thank <laughs> oh, you. Bye.